You should do the intro, McKenna. Because I have a higher voice. <laughs> yeah. Time to get moving. It's Flashback 64. Fantastic. Yeah, that ripped. That ripped. Great. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flashback 64, the chronological Nintendo 64 podcast. I am Gooey, joined by my co-host McKenna. Hello. Hello. And we are joined by two returning guests. We've got uh, my brother Michael, aka Golly Rogers. Hey. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. And we've got our pal Jay, aka Idolism Jay. Yo, what's, what's up? up? Back. Glad to have you back, both back so soon. Really, it hasn't. It's been a quick, yeah. quick trip. Really, quick Be- trip because back. Because Mike, because Michael's your brother. In in chat, I read his name as Gooey Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They're both gooey. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're both a little gooey sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we at one, at one point um, at a place we live, my my friends would call him Brother Goo. Yeah, which, which which was which was funny. It it almost seemed like you should have been like, I should be brother Goo. Goo. Yeah, should be fun, fun should have had something or, or, or ordained ministers. That really solves the question there. Fun fact: we both have a brother named Michael. Yeah, Whoa. I thought you were gonna say Goo. <laughs> you got to meet. That, uh, that means we have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike, Michael, your odds aren't good. I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna win though. <laughs> your brother's quite athletic. He plays soccer, yeah. actually. Speaking of, yeah, right, yeah, he's We're a soccer family. Yeah, I chipped a tooth during chess once. So <laughs> <laughs> McKenna has a soccer family, and then we're like indoor. We're indoor people. Me and Mike. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, we don't have, um, since you're both back, we don't have a lot up top to really get into, but I did want to say thanks to everyone who bought some merch, bought a shirt. Uh, Jay, it looked great mm-hmm. on you. I appreciate Thank it. You. Um, I agree. It looks great on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's cool. The, a handful yeah. of people have bought some and sent us some pictures. So that's cool. Glad that worked out. And also thanks to people who signed up on uh, Patreon when we launched that, which includes uh, Michael. So uh, thanks yeah. to you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> we've we've got all kinds of benefactors here on the show, too. We appreciate Oh, yeah. someone emailed us, too, by the way, which we're going to respond. We're going to respond. If you were the person who emailed us, you know who you are. <laughs> we're cra- we're crafting up an excellent response to you. Yeah, we got two games again to cover, so why don't we just get right into it and uh, flash back? Uh, we're catching back up from uh, March fifth. Uh, the two games we're talking about today came out on March seventeenth and March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven, where Wannabe by Spice Girls ends its month long reign as it's overtaken by Can't Nobody Hold Me Down by Puff Daddy featuring Mace. But I have some other songs that are in the top five. Uh, The newcomer to the list is In My Bed by Drew Hill, which is quite a a nice slow jam. Top albums include the soundtrack to Howard Stern's Private Parts 
the movie, which just jumping ahead is one of the highest grossing films of the time, one of the weekends. We are also joined by the album Pop by U2 and The Untouchable by Scarface. Howard Stern's private parts was, uh, it actually interrupted, there, the, there was a run where A New Hope was the highest grossing film, then Empire Strikes Back, then now in this uh, time period, Howard Stern slips in with private parts. It's my favorite Star Wars film. I just got it. <laughs> Episode, uh, yeah, that's what's. It's something else that's going on between some of the movies. And, uh, they, and they, I mean, there's a reason why they made the extended universe non-canon after Howard Stern showed up. <laughs> yeah. What What did you think? We watched the movie. What did you think of the movie? What's uh, your quick take on it? It was. Uh, it was something. It, it's I interesting. <laughs> That's a whole different, it, uh, it feels like a different world, not like 90s shock jock yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting uh, scenes. Uh, interesting scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like a uh, speaker, the the one where he's having sex with the woman over the oh, radio. She <laughs> is. Yeah. That's like the most, I don't know why that was like the standout scene. Because uh, it was the hottest. <laughs> Once he wanted me to approve a contest where he would give a new toilet to the listener with the largest bowel movement on the air. I mean, you can imagine the logistics of that. But Star Wars comes back. Uh, the special edition of Return of the Jedi takes the top spot the following weekend. And then right before the weekend, right before Blast Corps comes out, Liar Liar, starring Jim Carrey, is the now number one talking. movie. Yeah. Private parts and liar liar definitely seem of the same era. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I I would say uh liar liar is a little bit more. It's the little more broad of appeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little more acceptable sure. by any given social norm. And that movie was a powerhouse, as we'll talk about in upcoming episodes, because it stays on top for quite a while. We have some other pretty big other notable games released at the time. We had uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night came out. Uh, sick. And, Hell yeah. Nice. And Tekken 3. Hell yeah. Yeah. What? Um, I love Tekken. The owners were eating that week. Yeah, they were actually it wasn't doing uh, much for the N64 cause. It doesn't seem because I think the last episode we had Final Fantasy 7. So it's just, it's like looking kind of dire if you're looking at FIFA 64 and you're like, this is what is competing, you know? Let's see, other notable events. Uh, March 4th. We talked about in the last episode, they cloned the sheep. Okay, so on March... Dolly. Dolly. March 4th, Bill Clinton bans federal funding for any research on human cloning. March 10th, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, premieres on WV Television Network. That's one of your yeah. favorite shows. Yeah. March 22nd, the comet Halebop. Halebop? How Haley, do you say it? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. The Halebop comet makes its closest <laughs> approach to Earth. Also related to that, over the course of time from March 24th to 26th, that's when the, uh, the Heaven's Gate cult, they had like a mass suicide ritual um, right. at their compound uh, because I believe they were going to go ride on the comet itself. Writing on a comet, the comet for the rest of your life after death sounds pretty like <laughs> awesome, though. Yeah, but what's even more awesome is being the one guy who maintains their website, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So shout out you to. You still email too. Yeah, shout out to that guy. I guess. How are they doing? Send. <laughs> back, but I assume it's going great. <laughs> Reply. Pretty weird thing to contrast that. Also. 
uh, on that weekend that... was uh, WrestleMania 13. So since Jay's back, we can we can do a little wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, in my mind, I was already like, which one's WrestleMania 13? Well, that's the one. It's in Chicago, and that is the I think the most notable matches when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had the submission match against Bret the Hitman Hart. It's that one where he yeah. did not okay. give up. Bret Hart says he beat me to a bloody pulp. That's the biggest bunch of BS I ever heard because I knocked the hell out of my head on a guardrail. Bret Hart, you didn't do a damn thing. You're the biggest piece of trash I've ever met in my life. There's some good stuff on it, but that's definitely the standout. And in the week, I was talking in the last episode about how they're starting to put their move their chess pieces into the Attitude Era. And the week leading up to that is when they they premiered the new video package of people of the intro of the show that people associate with the attitude era where it's like you know explosions and people fighting In, and incomprehensible lyrics to the, that to this day no one knows it's like buddy what like, speak into the microphone <laughs> I'm pulling up the card for 13 right oh, now. Yeah, like, yeah. I know, I know I've seen this in WrestleMania. I don't know why I don't remember it. Looking at the card, I'm like, yeah, of course I would never remember this. There it's was like, um, Ahmed Johnson. Owen, oh, yeah, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog versus Van Kyde and Vader ending in a double countout on WrestleMania. Yeah, of course yeah. I wouldn't remember that. Yeah, like, the even... One, the, one, the one match I remember from this Mania that isn't like the iconic Bret Hart and Stone Cold one is like, is that the Mania where... The Rock defeated Rikishi when he was the Sultan, and it was yes, yeah. Like, and his, The Rock's dad came out. Yeah, uh, like that—that's the only other thing to remember from this. They're still trying to get The Rock over as like, you know, oh, the all-American babyface. Yeah. I will say the Ahmed Johnson Legion of Doom versus Nation of Domination Chicago Street Fight. That one was fun. It was Cause, sick because yeah, it's yeah, Chicago. You've got the Legion of Doom, and they they came out. He, Ahmed Johnson had the he had their spiked football yeah. pads. So yeah, that was good. That's a good like always WrestleMania. Down, thing. Always down for for Ahmed Johnson doing wacky wacky shit. WCW's got Sting. I think he came down from the rafters now. Like came down in those little uh, bungee <laughs> cord thing. So that was sick. Starcade would have been around that time. That's I think in December. Um, there, there was one. It was uh, uncensored. WCW oh. uncensored. Dennis Rodman officially joined the NWO. That was kind of the biggest. Yeah. Woo. It's a, a big uh, week for him. Yeah, I Again. wanted to. I wanted to say that he, Dennis Rodman in, in like our uh, our life has been like Forrest Gump, where he's just showing up and everything. <laughs> But I guess you can't really say that about someone who's like a big celebrity. But it's just funny that he's like he's, he's everywhere. like in multiple spaces though. They they talked about him a lot, and he was at the uh, the Oscars, which also happened the same weekend uh, as WrestleMania. We are coming to you from the Shrine, the only theater in America not showing one of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> the 69th Oscars, hosted by Billy Crystal, because who who else would host it? Right. Um, during the event, the DVD format it was launched in the United States. I don't think we caught that in the clips we watched, but DVDs are coming out. They're here. Yay. Whoa. There was a couple things that, like, I remember Billy Crystal was, like, talking about that seemed very, like, prescient to now. One was he was talking about, like, replacing, using dead actors' likenesses. Oh, yeah. And how that <laughs> is potentially... <laughs> 
scary because they had those Fred Astaire like vacuum commercials. Mm -hmm. They also had a speech where the head of the academy was like, please don't stop going to movies. (laughs) So (laughs) um, it just feels like I guess we're kind of doing the same thing now. But time's a flat circle. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's worried about the same stuff. Um, (laughs) A lot of things I just noticed watching that too that we've started to see and everything is like everyone's like we got a website we got a website now oh god that's right we're, we're in the prime years before the dot-com bubble burst yeah we're leading up to that the most nominations of the night was for the movie the english patient uh i don't know if anyone here is big english patient fans I can't no, okay. even say that i have no idea <laughs> it got 12 nominations <laughs> we watched it. It is kind of your classic, like it's like an epic romance type. Yeah, movie, the you, you know, know tragic romance, tragic kind of thing. Uh, you know, they're award bait. And some, you know, the those highbrow actors. Yeah, Ray Fine, uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, who else was in it? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Uh, Juliette Binoche. Juliette Binoche, who won? She won an award for uh best supporting actress so shout out to her we also actually watched there was a seinfeld episode that came out the like the same time that was all about um well not all about it but there was this one of the plots was that elaine like really hated the movie but like everyone else was like oh you gotta see the english patient and her like boss makes her go see it with him The only way I could talk him out of it was that I agreed to go and visit the Tunisian desert. Tunisia? That's where they filmed the movie. It's supposed to inspire me. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. I have to live in a cave. Oh. Uh, let's see. So that that was 12 nominations, won nine of them, and then there were two films that got seven awards. I, my personal favorite of, of the, the crew was Fargo, got seven nominations, won two. Uh, you also had the movie Shine with seven. Jeffrey Rush from Shine won Best Leading Actor. Uh, Frances McDormand for Fargo won Best Actress. So shout out to her. Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire in Best Supporting. So, you know, I think I think they picked well there. Uh, it was definitely a little bit like like watching. We watched some of the speeches and it was like endless praise for the English patient, which even though I liked the movie, I was like, okay. Let's calm down. You heard that song every five seconds. The song, seconds. yeah, they really had a, they had a kind of a hard on for the English patient for sure. Yeah, other than that, we're all we're all caught up. Why don't we go into the games? And McKenna, you can all tell right. us about FIFA Soccer 64. FIFA Soccer 64 is a soccer simulation game notable for its more realistic gameplay in comparison to the many more arcade-style sports games on the Nintendo 64 at the time. Game modes include friendly, league, tournament, and playoffs. You can play a single match and choose from over 150 teams in a friendly. League mode allows you to play through a full season, controlling up to eight teams. Tournament mode lets you play in a World Cup format, and the playoffs mode is the elimination stage of tournament play. You also have the option of simulation, action, or arcade mode. Playing in simulation mode gives players stats representative of their real-life counterparts while playing in action mode exaggerates these skills, and arcade mode levels the playing field, giving all teams equal strengths. 
there are eight different camera angles, as well as a picture-in-picture -picture option, and you can hear the crowd cheering and horns blaring around you in the first Nintendo 64 title to use Dolby surround sound. Whoa. <laughs> you can hear <laughs> the <laughs> boo-boo <laughs> sailors blaring. They, they would not stop going. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first N64 game that lets you experience just how annoying Europeans are. <laughs> well, it's like I'm really there. Um, before we actually um, talk about the game itself, I want to know, is uh, Jay, are you, are you into footy? Are you into soccer? Uh, I used to play it when I was young, but oh, cool. as far as actually uh, watching the sport, it is the one sport I almost entirely do not watch. Okay. So, like, I I know who Messi is, and that is maybe mm -hmm. the extent of it. Okay, sure. My Michael, how about you? Um, I think there was a very short time that I did, like, indoor soccer, but it wasn't for very long. Um other yeah. than that, uh, I I I haven't watched much of it. No. Yeah. Same. I mean, where? Well, like you went to you went to a different uh, middle school and high school, which I, I think actually had soccer. But like where I was going, there wasn't even no one even thought about it. Yeah. So. I, I think I went to like a a YMCA for like oh, <laughs> indoor sure. soccer or something for a bit. Well, that's okay because we have a certified soccer <laughs> expert here oh this is yeah finally mckenna's time to shine yeah i guess <laughs> what, what yeah. I, played, I played soccer for 10 years uh my whole yeah. family played soccer uh, i played indoor and outdoor leagues yeah uh i don't watch a lot but well like, but we i don't watch family, a lot of sports in on. general yeah i i would watch like my dad would put put on soccer games a lot, so I I see them, but mm -hmm. I just don't watch a lot of sports on TV in general. I'd rather go to a like actually go to a game. Mm -hmm. I think that's more fun. I used to go. Yeah, um, I would see that. Yeah, I watched like all of my my brother played in high school and college, and his college was like three hours away, and we went almost every weekend in the fall to watch mm. his soccer games. That's awesome. Yeah. We I mean I just saw a uh, six year old soccer we, game oh, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw our, <laughs> our friend's daughter play, which is pretty awesome. Um <laughs> what about soccer like soccer video games? Uh I guess do any any of you guys have like soccer games that you're big fans of? Um Virtuous Striker two for the Dreamcast. Mm. And I've heard I like enjoyed it because I was like, you know, it's during Dreamcast era, I was probably only a year or so removed from actually playing soccer. So I was like, ah, oh, this is enjoyable. Um, I've heard that game is like really bad in terms of when it comes to like actually like being a good soccer game for whatever the Europeans decide is a good soccer game. But I don't <laughs> okay. know. Oh man, I love Rayman Legends soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty fun. That's like it's not really a soccer, but that is a quite that is kind of a fun. You it's said like that statement, and I was like, "Is Michael pulling my fucking leg? Is that real?" <laughs> it, it's like it's like a game mode. In it's Rayman like um, it's kind of like it sounds, it sounds like a Super Monkey Ball kind of thing. Like it's just like we threw another sport at Super Monkey Ball, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It out. It's like what else uh -huh. can Rayman do? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really played many myself. Like 
I definitely remember playing some as as a kid on and like Fred's uh I think even maybe a Dreamcast game once, but like nothing that stuck with me other than like I played more extensively some of like the Mario Strikers stuff, if that's even is that Yeah, soccer? I'd say that's that's probably my most experience with like actual soccer games. Rocket League it's is basically Rocket League. A soccer. Oh, I haven't played it, but <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty faithful adaptation I've, of soccer. I think. Yeah, yeah I've actually. I've played quite a bit of Rocket League. So, well, when you were I'd... growing up, did you like get into soccer games? No, no. Okay, I never. I didn't really get into any sports video game. Well, I played some of the backyard sports games okay uh i don't remember if i played the soccer one i definitely remember playing backyard um baseball and basketball did did any wii sports have soccer in it i don't think so yeah no like i don't know that would be kind of hard to do yeah yeah i don't know how Oh, you do strap that. it to your leg and <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's what Resports resort did they had you strapping oh. stuff to your leg or and i maybe i'm thinking really? of we fit I, I, don't, I might be thinking of we fit i don't want to well, strap things to my leg gaming. <laughs> did you play we we um ski and snowboard we get on the mm, we fit board yeah. i loved those <laughs> oh yeah what about this game though so michael it sounds like you got a chance to like actually play the game i don't i don't know uh i said it wasn't really required but if you wanted to check it out you know yeah well you know i i did decide to check it out a little bit um and it you know immediately like horns blaring (laughs) Um, yeah it's very annoying it it really i don't know i don't have too much to say about it um it was kind of okay or not great not that great uh mm. i it felt really hard but i don't know if that's just because of my inexperience with soccer games but it, it felt like the the whatever robot team i was facing they they had like the calculations down did uh, you play against germany <laughs> maybe i played against germany i think so... i might have played against germany <laughs> okay overall uh well, Jay, did you get to play the game at all? I did not. Uh, okay, to peek that's behind the, to peek behind the curtain. Uh, I was a bit of a late addition to replace someone on this episode, and so I focused on the other game we're talking about today. That's totally fine. This one, I just didn't want to move past it before. You know, I didn't want to uh, discount your your thoughts. But I, I overall, before we s- s- touch on what you were saying, Michael, anymore, I, I. The strongest thing I suspect about this game is that it like they didn't finish making it like I don't know. I don't know anything about making games, but like there was just so many things that that was like either that or like the cartridge that I had. It was like a like a duplicate that isn't right or something because it it felt while playing it felt like every like pass i did was intercepted by like okay <laughs> i well there are okay so the reason i was going to say that cuz it sounds like you played germany and when you go into the friendly mode it gives you an option to like pick the teams but i could not get i 
tried every button. I read the manual front to back. I could not change what the second player team was in the friendly mode. I could not figure it out. So no matter what, if you do a friendly match, we're playing against Germany. Um, What else? Oh, well, the, the other the, thing is that I I was looking at Nintendo Power and it like shows where all the, the teams are ranked. Yes. And this Germany is the second best international team. So unless you're playing as Brazil, you're playing as a team that is worse than them. And not only that, you could you could have been like it could have been your. Do you know what control style you picked? Um. Gosh, I I honestly I don't remember to be honest. Because there's like there's like simple and complex, and then there's like three levels of difficulty, and like on one of them, like you have to like be really precise with your passes, like whereas like on the simpler ones, it'll kind of direct them better apparently. So like, but like the game does not really communicate any of this well, or like yeah. what's going on. Um, no, I I felt very confused when playing it and like i i didn't understand any controls because it didn't really explain much yeah Yeah. i mean even reading we read the manual and it was even still like pages of controls as pages of controls and as you you read all the features like the game has like on paper a lot of features but like none of them like are like really that well implemented i don't think and like oh yeah as far as like the game feeling incomplete like the halves would end at random times it would never be like four minutes on the dot and there was no indication like why are we going over and then sometimes the game would end at like eight minutes and 17 seconds it's like the game's over i'm like there's never like you could never tell when the game was gonna end like I don't know. I don't know if like that's how it always is. I I think I watched well, some I videos. Well, I did tell you that they they do kind of incorporate stoppage time. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you. It doesn't. So. Yeah, it doesn't give you any. <laughs> it's really confusing. Explanation of it. Um, and then I was trying to seek out more information like about the game uh, apart from like the manual and the Nintendo Power because those kind of. That's just like they're telling you what they want to tell you. So I was like, maybe someone has like a good explainer, but no one talks about this game because like only a few months later comes another soccer game that is uh, the international superstar soccer that is considered great. And I think it just totally like this game, even in Nintendo Power, we were reading and they're like, and if you're a fan of soccer, like this other soccer game's coming out. So I think this game was like instantly just forgotten like no one yeah no one talks about it so it's kind of hard to even like you know some some games that i struggle with i'll find like people talking about it but i couldn't even get like good information online about it (laughs) it's pretty rough yeah i i did find like one little i was telling i found like an overview of it that kind of explained all the the game modes and then the the writer was talking about actually playing and it kind of it definitely captured some of the same feelings that I had about it. I think you too, where it was like the controls often felt unresponsive or delayed or like I would go to steal the ball from someone and I'd be pressing B, which is also shoot. Shoot. So like I would think that I didn't have the ball yet 
And then suddenly I did, but I, I was still pressing B to try and steal it. And I would just immediately shoot. And it's like, oh, I don't have the ball anymore. You lose control of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like every other game we've played, like, well, they're more arcade, but like Wayne Gretzky or NBA Hang Time, like, like steal or whatever is the same button as pass. So at least if you get it, you don't accidentally freaking shoot it across the court, you know? You might pass it to someone nearby. This was, I was constantly bunting it down the, the court or whatever. Punting it, I should say. But, um, I mean, all that being said, it, it's, like, kind of fun to just, like, as a novelty to play some soccer. Yeah. And, like, we were playing together. Yeah, it was it, fun, but... This is actually interesting timing because I think, like they ea just recently like their license for the fifa brand is is like done oh so any future sequels now to fifa is is not going to carry the fifa title so someone could make a fifa soccer 64 too well i i think fifa still owns the brand i they see just can't the any new ea soccer games aren't going to fall under the fifa brand i see i see uh yeah i don't i mean there's not much more i feel like i really i'd rather mostly move on but i will say like as i was saying like we played together and it was fun i played like around against um my buddy our buddy connor and it was fairly mm-hmm. it was fairly fun like it's just like it, it doesn't really like compared to Wayne Gretzky where I'm like oh I I do want to do like the tournament mode and mm-hmm. and keep playing through like this is like I'm I played a couple games tournament mode and, and won a few and I was like okay I mean I don't it feels I don't really like want to play it anymore like it's almost a f- uh, fun game yeah like it needed some a little more time to cook. Yeah. Like and I, it could have been a really fun game. It made me want to play another game, which we I, I introduced to you. Oh, yeah. We played yeah. this, like, uh, Pixel Cup soccer game, which is a newer uh, yeah, indie game. Yeah, that was game. fun. And it's, you know, it plays pretty similarly, but it all works really well. And you, you like, you could get the idea of, like, okay, I want to try to lob it now because that was the thing too is i often felt like in this game i would be trying to shoot or pass and like i'd hit the button and it wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. like the timing it wouldn't happen like as quick as i thought it would so i thought Mm -hmm. was it a situation where like oh do i have to like hold it and let go to you know kind of like in the one game you can do that to sort of kick it farther or lob it but that wasn't the case at all it just had a weird you like hit the button and it began the animation of them kicking it. So it was it was a little I don't know, a little weird, but mm-hmm. but sort of sort of fun and amusing. But pro- I think it's probably the worst game we've covered yeah. so far, just yeah. from like a <laughs> technical perspective. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, I don't I don't want to linger on it because we we have a a really cool game to mm-hmm. talk about, and we have a cool soccer game coming yeah. later that we'll probably dive deeper in on so let, let's move on from fifa soccer 64 and talk about what we really came here to talk about 
Uh, tell us about Blast Core. Blast Core is an action game in which you take control of various vehicles, robotic suits, and occasionally a boat, train, or crane to destroy buildings and clear the path for a rogue nuclear missile carrier locked onto the most direct route to its destination. You'll receive commendations for clearing the path, destroying more buildings, and rescuing survivors. These commendations give you rank points, and every 12 rank points gets you a promotion from Rookie Wrecker to Demolition Fanatic and all the way up to You Can Stop Now. Clear all the levels on Earth and you'll be able to launch yourself to the moon and then to Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Neptune where you'll be able to complete levels with varying degrees of gravity. I wanted to ask Michael first because when I, I, you said it was one of the games you'd be interested in, um, I usually am like, like I, I, I almost feel like I expect the the games I know you're going to say because <laughs> a lot of them we played together, but uh-huh. I I. I don't recall I I personally don't remember I don't think I knew this game existed until yeah, so, somewhat recently. So, <laughs> so actually the the first time I played this game was in 2015 because the Rare Replay collection yes, okay. came out um on Xbox 1 and that was one of the games included. Um mm-hmm. so uh yeah i i i had played it then and i i really liked it and once i heard we were you know we you were getting to blast core uh i decided to you know boot up my xbox again and and play play some of it awesome uh jay how how about you are you a a long time fan or when when did you what's your blast core journey uh, it, it might be uh, probably among like the first 10 N64 games I ever played. Really? Okay, sweet. Because um, if I'm remembering correctly, and this is a long, long time ago, um, before I got the N64, it was either my aunt or my uncle brought it over for like an extended, you know, week long Christmas vacation because they were from California. And that's where I first played a lot of the N64 games. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Primarily, I know that like Banjo Kazooie was in that list because I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, cause my aunt would be telling me about Magic Kazooie and I'm like, oh, this is, this is playing and it was this is the wildest thing ever. So I remember playing it when I was like pretty young and when the game was pretty fresh and I have so many thoughts about this game cause I think it is really, really interesting. Yeah. It's very unique. This is, this is the first rare game for N64, mm-hmm. uh, that they made like for it. Right. Obviously Killer yeah. Instinct Gold was a port. Um, so that's interesting, but. And this was your first time playing it yeah. as well. Well, what was what was your like initial like impression of the game? Uh, I just immediately thought it was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool. It's very like um, it's like arcadey in the sense that you just kind of get in and just start smashing stuff. <laughs> and like there, mm-hmm. I, I like I like that similar to like how we we're talking in Turok. Like there, we kind of read some of the there's like a little lore explainer but really like they just thought it seems like first and foremost like yeah this game's just about like smashing buildings it's and kinda... that, one of the things i think is really interesting off the cuff is like the pitch for this game is kind of darkly serious <laughs> yeah oh for sure <laughs> it's like hey the, the the truck holding nukes has gone off course like they can't control it we need to 
destroy buildings to like get this to a safe detonation site so people don't die. And I remember either like Nintendo Power or some other Nintendo affiliated thing had like a comic about yes. it. And I remember I was like it's like I was like a comic from like the perspective of like an older man who's in like one of the like southern gulches or something and he's just like fire and brimstone is coming to the gulch like we have to do something about this like there's like there's a serious tone to it and then you boot up the game and it's like did you know you can use a robot to build a destroy building what i find really funny about that concept is like yeah your your objective is to destroy all the buildings in the way of the machine uh, of the vehicle so it doesn't blow up and they pay they pay you money um to do that but then they also like are totally okay and will pay you to to blow up to like destroy all the the unnecessary <laughs> to destroy buildings as well. They're like, yeah, nice. While you're there, just level the whole place. I, I, think just, <laughs> I think there's like the flimsiest of justification for that because that's one of the mm-hmm. things is like, yeah, you can like there's the critical path that you need to blow up, and then there's the rest of the buildings you can blow up and you can get survivors from those biz- buildings. And it's like, okay, well, what what are they survivors of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, shouldn't we evacuate them before we, like, destroy their homes? Yeah, and so I, I think the justification is that, like, they're hiding in the buildings because the tanker is leaking radiation. Like, that's yes. part of the plot is it's leaking radiation, uh-huh. and that's why you go around and you activate the little little spotlight guys because those are the radiation diffusal units so i think that's like the okay. flimsy justification and even then that's like there's there's nothing there that's like it's not even a justification <laughs> sure you know i'll take it yeah like uh the com i you mentioned the comic that was over like it was like in like three nintendo powers they had like a three-part comic and it some of the other dark things was they had like there was like one character who was in a wheelchair and it was very serious, you know. There's another guy who's like the military like arrests him, like a like a scientist or a doctor or something. They arrest him and there's like a whole subplot where they have to like free this guy who's become like a political prisoner, it seems. Uh yeah, very weird. I know I know like I was watching when they developed it, they knew they wanted to like have you destroy buildings and they're like and then they knew they wanted like an object that moves from point A to point B mm-hmm. that you have to clear a path for. And they're like, "What do we? What do we do?" And that's what they came, that's what they came up with, which I I love. It I feels lo- very uh, like Nintendo policy, like the gameplay first, <laughs> story second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm all for that. If the game is like really fun, like it almost is better if the story is justified around whatever the gameplay is. Um, what were, what were some of your favorite types of levels? Uh, I liked a lot. I I like switching between vehicles. So being mm-hmm. able to like both drive something around and use one of the suits. Yeah. Um, Personal I, favorite? I love the, uh, what level or no, just vehicle? Just in general vehicle level. Um, I did like God. Which one? The one that you drift in, even though it was really hard, so hard to control. I just backlash. Like yeah, like I've had. Oof. We've had some games. I was gonna, I was gonna be been... like, damn. If McKenna says the backlash, he's crazy. <laughs> that's but I, that's crazy. Um, yeah, no, no way. I feel like it's 
just like such a huge contrast to some of the other games where I've just felt frustrated and then just been like, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. to where here I'm like, okay, I keep messing up, but. I'm also having a lot of fun. The backlash is really fun. It just is it's <laughs> I feel very like hard. we had very different like I, when I was messing up, I was like laughing about it. Oh you were, yeah. It was you were just me like so mad. But the, I was the, I was having fun. I, the backlash yeah. <laughs> frustrated me <laughs> like is so much. Well, what was your favorite <laughs> thing to drive? Um honestly, I, I any any of like the robots like i love j bomb yeah. he was great j bomb was great thunder fist was awesome cyclone suit pretty cool yeah i i definitely liked um any of the robots i agree i liked that was another one we watched like a little making of thing and they were talking about the thunder fist they're like oh yeah we were designing that and it only has one arm because we ran out of polygons. So we're like, you know what? It only has one arm. It's it's yeah, got one big not? fist. Uh, Jay, Jay, what are what are your favorite things to do in the game? Your favorite levels uh, or the? It's it's weird because I don't know how to like parse that question because like yeah, the the levels are so different in the game mm-hmm. and they're all different for very different reasons. So I, I'll put it this way. My favorite levels are the ones where after you're done, you go explore and it's almost like surreal and creepy and mystifying because you don't know what the hell you're going to find because you can sometimes find shit that is just unexplainable. Yes. Like there's there's a very like palpable tension in exploring some of these levels because it's like, okay, here's the J-bomb what if you just spent the next 30 seconds flying over a body of water and then you found mirrored balls there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or like the, when I was, it's the one, the one level where you start with the train and the ram dozer and you can blow up the entrance behind the train and go back that way. I'm like, Oh cool. I'm going to go do that. And then I like was legitimately like jump scared when there was the gigantic Easter Island head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that, then, that's the, that level is is the level where you have to push the bombs into the buildings, right? Is that um, it's probably one of them. I think, yeah, I think so. I think that's the one where you push the yeah, like you ride the train them. and yeah. then you push the bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was on that train so many times. Yes, this. So the secrets are are an interesting thing about this because, like, it's actually it's a thing where um. This it it adds so much uh, like to the game where I want to kind of go back eventually and do more because I really didn't explore a lot and I I imagine this being like I don't know a lot of games I talk about like like Turok where okay I I got through well actually we didn't finish the game because one <laughs> level is really freaking hard I think but anyway we get, we mostly got through it and I'm like someday I'll probably play it again and like. Mm-hmm get more in depth because I was looking at some of these secrets and they were truly uh, bizarre and cool. I thought, but the main reason I didn't uh, look for them is because I didn't, I never thought to because in every level I was so stressed out about like uh, destroying everything on time and not blowing up. And by the time it was like path cleared, I'm like, okay, now I got to get the hell out of here. And I just immediately like, made like ran for the for the truck even though i didn't think like oh it's safe now like i never felt like a sense of like 
like like calmness where I was like, oh, let's go explore. I was always like, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, we you didn't really find much stuff either. No, I I think the one time I did do any exploring was like, okay, I I messed up and I can't. I know I can't finish. Like I think you would immediately quit the level if you. I'm like restart. I gotta do it again. But I would be like roaming around, like what's going on around here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My my favorite vehicle to drive was the train. I loved (laughs) uh, (laughs) that one level Michael was referring to, where I had to do it a million times, and every time. (laughs) That was the only time I felt at peace, like playing the game, because it's, it's, all I can yeah, do is just drive the train, and the camera it, angle's changing. It's beautiful. It, it's a very serene train ride that happens right before one of the most frustrating moments for me <laughs> in this game. No, the most frustrating moment is the Oyster Harbor. Oyster Harbor. <laughs> I we I couldn't. Just, I. I was gonna say, because uh, I only played this off of like a fat weekend or so. Mm-hmm. I played like, all the levels, and then I like, okay, like the last level is Oyster Harbor. Not doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, not not today, not today, Satan. We tried it a million times and couldn't do it. And I think we had like stages of it where we were like, uh, okay, this part we can't figure out, uh, and then we get past that part, and it'd be like, oh, this is not, this is the easy part. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we, I, I, the, I, the crane was the heart was such a pain in the butt for us. Yeah, I feel like this and like this was a really fun game, but I feel like you know immediately after the easy levels, a big difficulty curve. Like <laughs> I totally mm-hmm. agree. Like this game is really fun until it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think like it depends. Like um, you talked about the backlash. Like there's a really like harder much harder end game backlash level and i feel like mm-hmm. the that it was just like i kept failing it over and over but driving it was a lot of fun so like mm-hmm. i i probably played it a million times and like on that specific level didn't get too frustrated comparatively but then the oyster harbor thing was just like like i couldn't even begin to grasp what i was how i was not blowing up the bridge with the crane you know so i I kind of was like, I just need to. Oh, yeah. I remember when I finally got past the crane, you know, I went through and you have to push (laughs) these blocks into like into the holes in the ground. But there's one that you have to push so you can go back and get other and get other ones. And I didn't (laughs) know that. So I was just like, oh, no, I can't finish the level. And then I tried it again and I couldn't get the crane to work. Then, yeah. (laughs) Like I, I wish I could save like, state no. after the crane or right. something, right? The the backlash actually frustrated me a lot more than it should have, um, because for a while I was trying to manually like swing my way back towards things before I realized that there's just a button that makes it easier to do. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah, was... you want to know that? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't catch that. I've never caught that. I didn't know that whatsoever. So. <laughs> It's still hard to do, but the button makes it significantly easier. What do you, what do you press to automatically drift? I think it was like a tri- like one of the triggers, was, yeah. like bumpers or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They, I, I just, I, oh, or well, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. You actually, you like hit R to like engage drift mode instead of like swinging at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just swinging right. at it. <laughs> okay, you know they because uh, I was like, oh, that makes it easier, but like even with drifting. 
I think the backlash like half works at best. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. There, I think if they just changed the sensitivity on it slightly, it would be perfect. Because there's times where I, I think I'm hitting it with the back, but it says I'm not, and I'm like, that. Come on, that's the back of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I was never able to bit. figure out. I was never able I, to figure out like what, what is the the actual amount of back of the backlash you are trying to hit a building with versus like where is the building wanting to be hit? Does it want to be hit on like a seam line? Because <laughs> like there's a couple times where like the backlash would go through a building and then like stop at a piece of building. And I'm like, okay, so why? Well, yeah, right. What was wrong with that I part? Yeah. I spent 30 seconds setting up this drift and I got 75% of the way there. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Other than the backlash, I think most of the vehicles were like pretty fine and fun. The only one yeah. that probably gave me some trouble was like the side sweeper. The side um, sweeper? So yeah. The, yeah, because you had to drive in between buildings sometimes and like it, it would extend out from the side of it mm. and smash mm. them. But sometimes it didn't get both sides. Yeah, we had that too. It, it was, like, it was weird. It's Maybe it's weird. It's like close or something. The, the, so the way like the side swipe works is that it does more damage the further out the arms extend. Oh. But a lot of the times that you're using the side swipe, you're because the whole point of like that that vehicle is like, hey, we're going to give you two lines of buildings. Go <laughs> go to town. And usually those lines <clears throat> of buildings are like a little too close. Close, right? <laughs> yeah, can't fully extend. And so like what, for those segments, what I was doing is like I'd kind of do it a little early. So like it was fully extended by the time I got to the building, and that would destroy it. Oh, that's that's, a, that's a good strat. Yeah, because yeah, like if once you're inside the like bowling alley of buildings like they don't go far enough <laughs> to actually like alley. knock the buildings down sometimes. yeah yeah a level that really frustrated me was one with like the side swipe and and you had to go through like like a bunch of seemingly residential areas just destroying lines and lines of buildings yeah yeah I those i know which one you're talking about <laughs> yeah you did, I, that, I, one I did that one yeah but I, I do like the sh sheer like variety of it all like there's you know you can unlock all those you can find all the secrets you mentioned and like also play like oh here's one where you have to race the bulldozer you know like that that was cool <laughs> that like they really like did I think they did a lot with like the different types of vehicles like when I started playing I was like okay like how how much am I really gonna do with just a uh you know a, a bulldozer like what could how cool could that be but they've always i feel like they always usually found like pretty creative ways to use them mm. not not every level was a hit but just the sheer variety and the amount of levels made it pretty cool yeah i want to piggyback off of that because i think that's one of like the really interesting things about the design of this game is that mm -hmm. like the reason there's so many backlash levels is because the backlash is the the vehicle you can have the most amount of design ideas with. And so okay. like, because it's the most like, it's the one with the most like challenge. Like here's a different configuration of terrain and buildings. How are you going to drift through it? Whereas yeah. the Ram dozer is like, okay, what's the challenge? I'm going to drive directly into this thing. And so <laughs> yeah. all of the, like all of the side, all the, like the sheer amount of like little side missions you get in this game I'll benefit pretty much every vehicle that's not the backlash because that allows them to be like, okay, well, 
we maybe there isn't a whole lot of ways to create interesting destruction with the ram dozer do four laps of a racetrack yeah you can play with it that way because like that's cool i i think <laughs> i think they, they start running out of things to do like to, to meaningfully do with so many of the vehicles like the side swipe gets two three levels because after you've done a bowling alley of residential homes what else are you gonna do with it <laughs> mm-hmm. there are, there are actually a lot of levels um if possible that i opted to use the backlash as if it was a ram dozer <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's that's one minor criticism I had is some of the hard levels like they give me a vehicle like and they they want they intend for me to use it one way. But like the most efficient thing I could do and I and I had no issue was just by running it straight into the next building and destroying (laughs) them all slowly that way. Like plenty of the hard levels. I completed just by doing that, and I was yeah. Obviously, same. I didn't get like the gold or whatever, you know. But I was like, okay, well, I can, I, I guess I can beat it that way. And I feel like that kind of uh, lets the premise down a little bit, you know, that you don't like, you don't actually have to utilize it the way they want you to to even get through the level. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, Oyster Bay. Like starting out, you're kind of on this like bike thing that shoots. They want you to shoot missiles, yeah. and uh, but that's you know inefficient, yeah, terribly. Eventually, inefficient. we just figure out okay, we're just gonna drive this thing to like the elevator and go get, get the it was the, the the ram dozer, yeah, it was the yeah. ram dozer, and just use that instead. It was so the, much faster. Mm-hmm. The, the missile car was fun, except for when you had to be very precise and quick. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes trying to like stop. And like position yourself <laughs> yeah. on like a train or a crane was a little frustrating. It did and like, also like those missiles uh, like never felt like they did enough damage. They're oh, missed. Yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like you'd have to shoot like multiple. I'm like, this should just be leveling everything. It should go through multiple like, buildings. Our goal is to demolish. And <laughs> the, <laughs> why is this like barely doing This damage? world has great infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I kind of found the game sort of like it reminded me a little bit of uh, Pilot Wings in mm. that. Yes, I also picked up on that. <laughs> I, I thought the exact same thing. It was just like a, but m- there was more, more uh, vehicles and more levels, obviously. But you know, you're kind of unlocking your, you're getting your certifications as you move up to the harder levels, and and I thought that's really cool. Like I think that's a cool way to present like this type of game and this like art it felt a little bit more arcadey in that sense too i guess because it was just like there's even like a pac-man there's a pac-man level i saw in in <laughs> this game where where your chase you have to like do a little pac-man thing um but anyway uh the only thing i felt similarly to pilot wings where i was like playing some of the stuff and i was like okay this is like mechanically fun but i i feel like i'd like to see it elaborated on more and like maybe made into like its own its whole game you know because i loved like the one robot where you'd fly up and slam down and destroy yeah, stuff j-bomb yeah. j-bomb, <laughs> j-bomb <laughs> was sick but my favorite thing in the game but i feel like you know in my mind i'm like okay this would be cool if it was like i mean it is cool but it would be cooler i think if it was like one mechanic you could do in a larger game where like you know, you you do other things as well, like combined with that, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, 
I, I think a lot of a couple of the later levels start having you trade out vehicles because there's only so many things you can do with a single Ex vehicle. Yeah, totally. Which which made it kind of fun in its own way too because it, it became sort of like like a little puzzle game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I like, wasn't it, expecting. It really does feel like a puzzle game um mm -hmm. at times. Uh some of the there was how about actually some of the music uh, we were talking about? Yes. So I, I well, think Rare always kills it with like music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, even just on actually more so than just the music, the vibe overall, I think, is still really cool while playing, uh, starting with being on that map of just the globe <laughs> is sick. Oh. And the, the map's music is awesome. I think that's the best song in the game for me but Ag all, agreed. all the courses had really i, I mean you, I there's go ahead michael my, sorry i well, i i think my favorite was uh it was the one one of the level ones where it was like it was really bouncy um and like it had <laughs> like it had like it had like <clears throat> yeah yeah it, it like had like a the stream the uh, the, the banjo Simeon. the band yeah the banjo Simeon acres no, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Cotton, yeah. bootleg remix. Cotton Eye like Joe. It, it yeah. sounded like I was playing Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> is, yeah. is what it felt that, like. That reminded me of playing Killer Instinct and hearing the the xylophones <laughs> in the spinal level, and I was like, oh, "These sickos just love. <laughs> <laughs> they love this stuff. They have a type of music, yeah." I well they even in the we were watching one of the like making ofs and the the um who did, I can't remember who did the the name of the guy who did music for this it was one of rares did Kirk, um, okay I I think I don't think Grant Kirkhope did blast core specifically I know he's done some rare um, I'm, I'm a, but oh, I might I, be wrong on that I thought I read it, I thought I remember an interview where they said Grant was the musician. I hear multiple people typing, so I'll let you. I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Graham Norgate. Okay, never it's kind mind. of a similarly uh, British-sounding yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I could tell, like, oh, he was saying in the in the one video, he's like, "This is like the first game we we use banjos on," and you could tell, like, they were stoked about banjos. Mm -hmm. I think it's did it start from they're like, "Let's do a Cotton Eye Joe." Uh. Uh, knockoff song. From that to we should we should have a character in a game who plays banjo and his name is Banjo. Hey, inspiration strikes anywhere. You That's know, beautiful. Very yeah. True. Um, what are yeah? What are some other favorite songs? I mean, you like Simeon Acres a yeah. lot. That's probably the number one. Yeah. The, that, there's that was... there's like a a something I've been thinking about for a long, long, long time since the '90s, and I, I might debut it here because this is something I'm like ready to do the deep dive on. But like, I'm trying to figure out what is the deal with like the genre of really weird music from the '90s platformers in general, like 64-bit era. And I like the the name I've come up for is like Home Depot Fusion. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like Home Depot commercials. It's like all like <laughs> kind of like sound bank horns and piano and organs. And it's like it's this, it's Diddy Kong Racing, it's Spyro the Dragon, and there's a couple other ones. And I'm like, 
I what think is like, the actual what is this actual style of music? Like what is this drawing from? It's like too upbeat and happy to be like elevator music, but it has the same type of like throwawayness to it. And yeah. there's a couple of those tracks in this game and it's really evocative for me. It just screams like 90s 64-bit. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like a warm nostalgia blanket a little bit. I think um what is that? Like I feel like a lot of like sports type games have it cuz they're they always kind of have to be like kind of upbeat you know mm-hmm. upbeat but not like too in your face you know yeah hmm yeah i like i like the home depot core. home depot fusion well <laughs> if you see a video from me in like two years time it's because i got all the research that <laughs> needed done i think uh wave race is a little like that it's maybe a little bit more in your face but it's got a little bit of that like do 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 <laughs> laid back sort of um what was the one track you played you where you were playing before we started oh it's like it's liked. a little bit more ethereal it's like, yeah that was sounds nice. like you're floating in the clouds or whatever pretty cool yeah. i don't really remember exactly what that one was we listened to like the soundtrack on a drive and there was like mm-hmm. a crap load of songs i was kind of shocked mm-hmm. there's that one yeah, song that's... that sounds like it's rips off of like the GoldenEye soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. There's like, there's like a very proto GoldenEye song on here. I Yeah. I can't remember what song that was, but I, I remember thinking the same thing. Um, But it, it gets like slightly like goofier than GoldenEye does for like a moment. There's like one like instrument or something that's like more in the banjo camp than yeah. GoldenEye. But I was like, oh, man, this like would make a really good like. This would be good for like Gex or something. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when we were listening to the soundtrack, remember you said there we were like, "Wow, this is a lot of tracks." That's when we realized that the game was longer than we initially That's thought. That's how we, we first like, discovered. We're like, "Wait a second. Yeah, we can leave the planet." Yes. <laughs> we're like, oh, we got to like, I didn't. That's what I mean. I didn't even realize you could save scientists or activate towers or anything. And then that like then that had like totally changed our perspective mm-hmm. on the game a little bit. And like, yeah, so we didn't actually go. But I was like looking at that's what I do. I definitely still want to finish the game. We so have to we can go to space because, yeah, it looked awesome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely a game that like. Yeah, I, 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 it feels like <laughs> I want to keep going back to it and like trying uh, to, to get, find like, all the little secrets stuff and stuff. And there's quite detailed uh, guides uh, in Nintendo Power that we were looking <laughs> at for some of them, like cool maps and stuff. That's that's still blowing me away. That like you just get like really detailed uh, strategy guides in this magazine. Um, not to be a shill for uh, Nintendo power here, but <laughs> uh, you know, time has passed. But yeah, definitely like, I mean, the, all the planets were really cool. They were just like palette swaps Mars of the same. Yeah. Mars, yeah, what's the one? Venus is gr- is that green and y- yeah. yellow or something? Definitely not what. There's some lack of <laughs> scientific uh, oh, accuracy. This is the the fun fact for well fun with the fact. gravity at least oh the gravity they got like the gravities wrong 
Like, I forget which planet they were like. uh, Come on, rare. Yeah, this this was like lower, but it should have been higher or the opposite. But then they did. uh, I guess on the planet select screen. Oh yeah, the map. They show like the planets going around the sun, and it's like it's scientifically accurate accurate. amount of time, not like (laughs) actually like years, but like to scale the. Uh, I don't know. So like, like it takes um was... a, it takes a minute for Earth to go around the sun, and if you see all the other planets in the background, they're moving at a proportional rate. And if you if you switch over to the other planets okay. uh, select screen, it's the same thing. So if you're on one where it takes a long time for the, it to go around the sun, if you leave it, like it's like an hour later, the sun starts creeping yeah. in. But you have to like leave it for a long time. That's so, really funny. Because and because it's accurate, you can observe retrograde movement happening. Yes, that's so cool. It's crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Was that in? Um, that was in. Uh, there's some videos they yeah. they released. It's on YouTube on Rare's YouTube that they put on Rare Replay. Um, that yeah. goes into the stuff. There's some pretty interesting, yeah, like that. That is an extra level of detail that they did not need to do. <laughs> but it's I like appreciate gravity. It. Who cares? Who cares about the gravity? It's rotating around the sun. Because I think it was it was just an idea that like one of them had. Like one guy just wanted to do it, and they're like, uh, okay, like, <laughs> and that's something I like kind of appreciate about this game as a whole. As we mentioned, kind of at the top, that it really just feels like like a like a handful of people like what like what's what's like a good idea and they're just like trying different things you know all oh, robot that handsprings and backflips <laughs> put it in the game they they even um but this car do flips they said in the in the video we watched that like a lot of times they would just have their artist draw a concept and they'd be like if they can think about like a unique thing that it could actually do, like they would put in the games, but like the guy who was drawing it wasn't always necessarily thinking about that. He was just drawing a cool robot. So like there's one, they even have footage of it that was at like, uh, um, one of, I don't remember it was an E3, but it was something like that, you know, um, where it was like a giant scorpion that was, they were driving around, but they're like, it didn't really do anything, <laughs> so we took Whoa. that one out. But yeah, basically, like a guy was just drawing cool robots, and they're like, "All right, we'll do that. We'll take that one, and we'll take that one. And we'll they take that one." Made the scorpion tail swing around in circles. <laughs> I think there's room they could do a blast core too. Why not? Yeah, I think the world is ready. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been long enough. Um, uh, is there anything else that we should? touch upon i feel like i mean it Um, is is a cool it's like a it's not as much of a hidden gem i guess as as like turok like as i was looking into it it's like oh a lot of people love this game and i i just kind of missed the boat on it but i feel like it i think it goes above hidden gem and lands directly into like cult classic cult classic yeah Yeah, okay i think that's a good way to describe it um yeah, we talked about the the music, but like even like some of the voice lines and sound effects were great too. Oh, every time I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to get out of a vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's it sounds like Homer Simpson's like. Oh yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're just trying to impress me. Yeah. That, that, like, that oh, one, okay. there were some voice lines that got me frustrated, especially when I was restarting levels and <laughs> try something else. Something. Yeah, try something else. What's well, one of the like, things I read? Try in... my best. I'm out, I'm out here trying to make the backlash work. I'm doing exactly what you wanted. <laughs> that yeah, the backlash is where I heard that the most. Yeah, don't you don't you dare give me that lip. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to. <laughs> make the backlash better next time, R and D department. <laughs> They're saying in Nintendo Power uh, that the dozer has like a a thing you can do. Like if you're pressing Z against certain buildings it'll like and you you'll hear the oh noise it'll like still destroy the building and i was yeah. even watching a speed run where they were saying that was like an exploit but nintendo yeah, power I've, suggested I've, I've used i've used that since way back in the day because i saw it in nintendo power and there's a couple instances where it's useful and i also like understand why they would make that as kind of like a oops i got stuck somewhere yeah and, like yeah you hold me down it kind of blows up the buildings around you just so you can get out but um, cool. they they say also with that, they're like, but some buildings it doesn't work on. And so if you hear try something else, like that's what they're they're referring oh, to, uh, which I didn't okay. know that until like an hour ago. But I was like, OK, that would have <laughs> that would have been good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. J Jay, any final like things you wanted to say about the game? I, I want to make sure everyone gets to say their their piece. It's it's really cool. I don't know if I like fully think it's a great game, which kind of also helps it land in cult classic. Mm -hmm. um, but like I, I read I'll just reiterate the point again here, but like the reason the backlash shows up so much in this game is because it's the thing you can design around. It's just a kind of a shame that like the backlash is hard to control and doesn't always work. Yeah. It's, it's like you're, you'll you'll use the backlash for a couple levels and be like, damn, I sure hope I don't have to use that too much. And then like, <laughs> so I'm so sorry, the rest of the game is going to show up. <laughs> Get used to it. Because yeah. like as a kid, I was like, man, I want to play as like Thunderfist more. I want to I want to play as J-Bomb more. I want to play as like the Ramdozer more. And now that I'm a full grown adult and when I'm playing the game, I'm like, OK, I get why there aren't more Thunderfist, J-Bomb, Ramdozer you, levels. You're just sort like, of pressing A yeah, to roll into stuff. There's not a whole lot you can reiterate, like, continue to iterate on those vehicles with, whereas the the, the backlash is like a, a fucking wide plane of possibility. It's just not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, like, there's, like, Thunderfist and then, like, the other one that, like, does cartwheels and it's like why mini, are, I just call them mini fist because like, there's, there's two one, there's like one level there's like one dedicated level where you use it and it's just cool to see like the N64 like sputter to six frames per second yeah. when you when you cartwheel through nine buildings oh that was part of the uh the speed run we watched is people would you can switch the camera angle to just be on the the thing carrying the missiles and it's like you don't lose frames if you're not seeing the explosion. So like part of the speed run is to look away from what you're doing to increase the frames, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. That, that I, was I, foreshadowing for when Rare makes Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a very, very similar glitch in that game. Okay. That's, I that's think sweet. this game could do great with a like a modern day sequel and Real, and, and dive even more into like the puzzle game aspect of it 
puzzle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if they, I think there's also, I think there's room for both. I could see like a smaller scale like puzzle game, but I also think it would be cool if they made a game that like combine. Like, what if you had the backlash ability, but you could also fire missiles, but you could also like do the J bomb. Oh, like they're they're upgrades for like a single vehicle, like one vehicle and like maybe they they would like they would destroy different buildings in a different way. So like you you... could make like the Metroidvania of cars. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a car. (laughs) You have you start out with the car and then you're slowly strapping other things onto it. So you have a you have a mech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would actually be awesome. And we would give a shout out to the mechs too. That was another uh we've we've talked about nineties video game design and how a lot of it is just like and, and Jay, you talked about it in your recent uh uh fighting game characters videos of just being like ninjas are sick, you know, like we're just throwing that yeah. all that in there. Turok, they're like aliens. In this they're like, yeah, like people love robots right now. So Wow, cool robot. Robot. Cool put a cool robot in there. And they're cool robots, so uh mission accomplished. Yeah. What about what about you? Anything else you wanted to say about Last Core? Um This might be the game I've been the most impressed by. Okay. Just like in terms of games I didn't know about know about before. Mm-hmm. And uh you know playing it for the first time was a lot of fun yeah i think um i it's not it's not one of the best games we've done but it's like just i think it's just outside like of some of my favorites and it's one Mm -hmm. that i definitely well it, it reminds me of like i said turok where i feel like if I had a way to play Rare Replay, well, I guess I, I could play on PC, couldn't I? But if I, I don't have an Xbox, which I think is all it's on, but I would like to one day, maybe they could get that on the Switch or something yeah. so you I know, could play it again. For the, the Switch's life. <laughs> yeah. I could see this being like a game like Turok where I, I revisit it again. Uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. some slightly, you know, they have camera control in Rare Replay and stuff and you know, I could play it in a, a chill environment and not get as frustrated, <laughs> you know. But it was it was a good Watch game. Some beautiful, colorful explosions. And yeah, it's a very beautiful game. For Breathe sure. in the very sound of train there's tracks. There's so many color yeah. over the ocean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, more train levels too. I think if they made a sequel, more <laughs> train levels. Can we get the boat in there. The boat. We even mentioned the boat. Ugh. The boat's just a water train. <laughs> you're right. You're really? right. Thanks, thanks to both of you for coming on. Um, Jay, you have a new video out. Um, I do have a new video out. Tell people about it. Yeah, so uh, I am. Uh, I make video essays on YouTube. I am Idolism J I D O L I S M J on YouTube. I just put out as of this recording, so it'll be like maybe a couple weeks old by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, a video about fighting game characters and some of the more obscure aka japanese wrestling references that they are based upon um it's a lot of fun if you know nothing about japanese wrestling and combat sports you're going to learn a ton you're going to learn an absolutely staggering amount of information yeah what you you watched it there was like some yeah you knew about some stuff but 
There's some there's a couple there's a couple freebies. Yeah. I put a couple freebies in there, and then I get mm-hmm. to like the real nitty gritty shit. <laughs> well, you talk you, you talk about uh, speaking of Tekken. My favorite Tekken character is King. Yeah, P- purely because it was like exactly what I think. That's where it came in. The whole like. Was that where it came in? The you talked about like ninjas or something like that. Like yeah, the very I was talking ni- about like oh, it's just it's nine. It's like nineties kid thing. Everyone like we're all doodling ninjas, ninjas, pirates, robots, samurais. Yeah, <laughs> like so was, that is- that to me was the coolest thing I could imagine at the time for a fighting game character was like a wrestler with a with a cheetah mask head thing. It, it like and there was so much like uh mis- mystique to it because i was like is that a mask or is that his head like i didn't you didn't get it i didn't get he it as growls, a kid like you think like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on? he has authentic growls as a kid you're like is he a cheetah is he a wrestler with a cheetah mask and it's like it's a, and then as an adult you're like oh it's tiger mask he's been around yeah, since yes. the 60s. <laughs> when when i first found out about tiger mask i was like oh that's king okay <laughs> the <Yeah>. same like <laughs> revelation yeah michael what are you doing uh you know, I I'm the Golly Rogers on uh, Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a designated video gamer. Uh, designated, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I'm I'm currently uh, still working on uh, this uh, Zelda randomizer series that combines uh, Ocarina and Majora's Mask in one game, where it's all entirely randomized. Oh, that sounds uh, like a nightmare. Yeah, I currently have <laughs> the first episode out on on my youtube uh and i'm working on uh more i guess we should say our i i didn't write it down but our next game we are talking about is doom 64 so very excited to talk about that we've dipped our toes a little bit in and i've shown you some of the the proto the the games that they released mm-hmm. before that um so that'll be our next episode really looking forward to that um again thanks to everyone who got a shirt who signed up for the patreon we have a we have an etsy for the shirts and we're on patreon flashback 64 uh thanks to Corey and nico for coming up with the artwork and the music for the show uh you can like us subscribe and leave a good review wherever you're listening if you're listening to us somewhere do that uh we're on twitter blue sky instagram now (laughs) flashback 64 uh we got an email but you can still email us we're i'm happy to receive more (laughs) emails flashback 64 pod at gmail.com and we have a discord which is still popping off the discord is the place to be we're talking about delicious foods we're talking about wrestling we're talking about all kinds of stuff thanks to everybody for listening and we will see you when we talk about doom 64there's the final whistle they're all jumping up and down in delight that's uh, that's a bad accent but